Daddy ain't dead. Give me my flower. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. I am your host, Amp. Um, thank you for tuning in. I have a very special guest. It was only right that I bring him on to make an appearance. Um, since I bought his brother on, um, I, I decided to bring my uncle, uh, my uncle Baker Rivers, to the show. Hey, what's up, Baker? What's going on, man? What's going on, Anthony? How you doing? I'm good. And first of all, what? You just called me Anthony. Like, are you serious right now? But <laughs> I'm sorry, <Amp. laughs> Hold on now. I don't even, last time one of y'all called me Anthony without being serious. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be politically correct, you know? <laughs> anyway, nah, I'm going to need you to be real. I don't need you to be politically correct. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Um, but anyway, like I said, everybody, this is my uncle. Um, he is my oldest uncle. And um, I, I, like I said, I wanted to have him on the show. Um, that ain't dead. Remember, it's about giving gentlemen their flowers before they're dead. And I wanted to have him on here. First, give him his props um, as being my oldest uncle. Um, him and my other uncle, Edwin, are two of the men responsible for kind of shaping um, me as a man. And whether they know it or not, um, you know, I always had my eye on what y'all was doing and how y'all carried yourself. And, um, and I think y'all did a pretty good job, I might say, um, of showing me, you know, how to be a man, how to carry myself, how to be a father, you know, husband and all that good stuff. So uh, first, I give props to that. So Baker, let's get to you. Let me stop me talking so much. Um, uh, let me just hear. You know, what I'm saying your your current family situation. What's going on with you right now? Hold on, wiping my eyes. I'm sorry. Oh, don't cry. <laughs> don't cry, man. Don't. <laughs> you know, you know, we don't hear that much. You know, I appreciate that. Hey, uh, I got to. But um, appreciate that love. Um. I'm married to my beautiful wife, Tangela Rivers. Uh, we've been married, we celebrated eight years. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Eight years, September I hope, 30th. I hope she don't listen to this. <laughs> no, I know it was eight years. Just had to, you know, just make sure. Eight years. Um, we have together combined seven kids. Okay. So a blended family. We have a blended family, uh, the black Brady bunch. Um, <laughs> it's been fun. It's been it's been it's been life changing. Um, when we say life changing, life changing. What you mean by that? Life changing as far as you know, coming from uh, both of us coming from single back backgrounds. Uh-huh. And coming into blending families after marriage, okay. Uh, you have to actually. It's a learning process. It's a learning process. A lot of prayer, and a lot of um. Listening. Okay. A little active listening. Active listening. Active listening, you got to listen to all the kids. You have to, you have to just, you know, because you're bringing two different backgrounds together to become one. 
So you're going to always have those issues of you're not my parent or you're not my brother and sister, where y'all come from, kind of what kind of um, conversations. Wow. Um, but that's that's expected when you just all of a sudden because our marriage came kind of quick on both of us. Right. So now it's a lot, lot better. Not that it was bad, but it was just a lot of learning we had to do on both right. sides. Understand. I think a lot of people uh, can listen to that, that honesty, that openness, um, and look at their own marriages themselves and understand that marriage is work, marriage is compromise, marriage is, you know, a constant work in progress. So I commend you for even opening up and saying that like that, like people have to understand marriage is not a perfect um, situation a hundred percent of the time, you know? So I think a lot of men per se, and I'm speaking for the men cause that's, that's what we're going to do on this show. Mm -hmm. A lot of men need to realize that it's hard work. Like we got to step up, step in, you know, and lead our families in, in that, in that capacity. But, that's 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 a whole other subject, you know. Yes. But uh, yes. <laughs> okay, so you got the blended family. I've been married for a little minute, a little eight years, and uh, let's talk about how we grew up or how you grew up. And I say we because you know you're my uncle, so we did spend a little time together in the same house. So uh -huh. uh, how did how did you see or view how uh, how you grew up? As I would say that we had a okay growing up experience. Um, there were situations where we didn't understand at that at that time, but we were looking at it like strange. Um, yeah. And I think I mentioned to you before um, about and we all we always laugh and joke about it between the brothers and sisters about our hot water situation. <laughs> and, you know, just to give the people a little background, um, two bedroom house. Right. One bathroom. Accurate. It was it was it was a nice house. Um, but when things break down, if my dad didn't fix it, it wasn't getting fixed. So we talking about plumbing that was pretty much from the age of probably <laughs> I rem I could just go as far as say kindergarten to high school the plumbing never got fixed the hot right. water got fixed right so but 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 living living wise and raising up living there was was good we was you know our mother kept us in church um she actually instilled that in us um faithfully church saturday I believe Bible study was on Wednesdays back then. Um, so Saturdays with practice, rehearsals, selling fish sandwiches. Uh, we kept busy. Um, pretty much we had clothing, we had food and everything. We never starved. We never missed no meal. Never had lights out or none of that. Never experienced any of that. Only thing right. was the hot water. 
and no plumbing when you have to take a basin, fill it with water, pour it down the toilet to flush. Like what right. child should be going through that, especially when we're not living in a third world country. Right. And see, and running, just to, running water was available. We just, just wasn't connected. Yeah. And just to give the people plumbing, plumbing was like, connected. like perspective on that is that mm-hmm. growing up like that, we was we were all in that same house and mm-hmm. for as long as I can remember, we never had the tub that was operational or the toilet that was operational in the in a regular way you know mm-hmm. and just to give people a better picture uh just in case they too young or maybe never had to experience it when we say we had to bathe in a basin it was pretty much uh, uh, a a closed well i would say a closed basket but like a it's like a big bin like you take a bin a plastic bin and we was putting water in it and we stood in that thing and bathed and then next person up you know what i'm saying and we were sharing water and putting a hot pot of water off the stove into this basin into this bucket and taking baths wasn't no showers wasn't doing none of that and that was that was normal for us because I, I didn't know any better until really I would go to either somebody else's house or go to my mom's house on the weekends and stuff because, you know, I live with grandma throughout the week to go to school. But there wasn't no showers like that. It was just, hey, that's what it was. And people just don't, you don't understand how that make you, that make you like appreciate stuff. You don't take that for granted. You know what I'm saying? People don't understand, hey, I mean, I'm taking a shower. Like, that was a privilege when we was able to do that at other places. You know what I'm saying? It's like, oh, with that, like, just, I know I appreciated a lot of things growing up. And that's why I appreciate the things I have now because of how we grew up, you know? Uh-huh. And it's like, I know that makes me a better man, better father, better husband, all that just be able to provide my family with certain things because although it was normal for us, I don't ever want my kids to have to experience something like that. I ain't going to be uh, stubborn enough to think I can fix some plumbing <laughs> like granddaddy was. Exactly. Exactly. Like granddaddy yeah. was. Yeah. And but, yeah, to get back to that about the, yeah. um, we had actual running water. Right. Just that the plumbing was never repaired for the for the water to exit the house correctly. Right. As I gotten older and worked in the department, now I understand that we had actual running water. Water right. would come in the house, but we didn't right. have the plumbing fixed so it can actually exit the house. Right. Right. So we had to actually force it down. Right. You know. Um, and like you say, we appreciate it, man. I tell you what, me and Edwin, your uncle got our first apartment. I was 19, <laughs> he was 18, and man, we was got in the shower.
I was at. This, he was in his bathroom. I was in my bathroom, man. We were, we were in like, I ain't gonna lie, I think we was in there screaming hallelujah. We was in there. <laughs> I mean, it just felt great to have a hot shower. And it just, like you said, made you appreciate life. Um, like you said, it was just normal for us, man. It was like a routine. Right. And you know what? I, I I look back now, we never complained. Nah. We, I, I, I can't remember a moment when we actually complained about it because you got some people that are, something can happen to them simple and they're right. complaining. But man, right. we went through this for years and I can't remember a day of us complaining about it. Yeah, I, I didn't. I just... That's just was life like that. That's, just, <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> people, people, it's always funny when I tell that story, man, and share that with people because they they see me and who I am now as a man, you know, as a person, as a father, whatever. Um, and they're like, man, you come from such humble beginnings, and it's like that's that's why I am the way I am now. Like that's why because mm-hmm. because of those situations, I appreciate things. I don't take things for granted. Uh, I look at situations as you know what it could be worse. You know what I'm saying? And because I've been, yes. through, we we've been through um, mm-hmm. some things. You know, nothing god awful terrible, but you know, it just it wasn't normal what we was going through. You know, no, uh, it wasn't. You know, and that was probably the the only thing in the house that like was was crazy was that we didn't have a proper running, you know, sink and toilet and bathtub. Everything else was normal, you know, for the most part. Mm-hmm. Everything was normal. So let's talk about Granddaddy for a little bit. I, I mean, cause you know, this is that ain't did. And um, unfortunately my grandfather, your father passed away going on what, it's going on year 13 now. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, he he had his struggles and whatnot, but he also had his successes too. Um, mm-hmm. And you can tell those stories more than I can. Um, so let tell me tell me about how Granddaddy raised you, how he raised you up. Well, one thing I can say that he actually, uh, when it comes to work, we seen that in him. Uh, he believed in going to work. He didn't believe in missing work. Um, he was in construction, done that for years, was a uh, motor grader operator. And if it rained and they missed work, you can expect him to be very mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like he took it out on you or anything, but you knew he was mad that he missed work. Uh, he was dedicated to working. Um, he even had a side hustle of the uh, cardboard um he got me and my brother into that yeah we might have been i i remember us being in like middle school and wake us up early on mama wake us up early on saturdays and we doing stuff that most of well our friends wasn't doing so we were jumping at dumpsters pulling cardboard out but by the time we loaded that truck up and went to the, the cardboard place, it wasn't nothing for me and him to have. Back then, I would say, I think it might've been like maybe 30 or $40 a piece in our pocket. Hey, but like good. six hours, six hours of work. 
And you know, it was it was it was it it, it can get a little dirty, but man, that you know, when you can go to school and and buy extra cookies and an extra slice of pizza, man, you was you was balling. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But, uh, he was he was a he instilled that in us. I can that was one thing he actually instilled in us. Now he wasn't more of a in your life, let's go play football, let's go to the ballpark, let's go um, to a movie or anything like that. He wasn't that father. Uh-huh. He wasn't one that going to sit down and have, you know, do your homework, homework with you or anything like that. But he made sure that we had lights, we had food. Um, one thing I can say the family did do together was every Friday, he would make sure he's gonna have barbecue. He's gonna have either chicken, and we will sit and watch certain TV shows on Fridays. And that was family time right there. Right, right. That was family time right there. Um, just a hard worker. Yeah. Did his fathering style, how he was as a dad, did it uh, mold you into the what you are today as a father, as a parent? It did mold me in a good way, and I will say kind of a, I ain't going to say bad way, but just not like I might have picked up a little bit of his not being active, active. Uh-huh. I'm more of a, I'm going to make sure that you did it. I'm going to check and make sure you did your homework, but I might not help you with your homework or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, but I will make sure that you're actually doing it. Yeah. Um, you know you can't help uh, a lot of these kids in this homework. Oh my time, gosh! Right? This 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 homework these days. Like, what are y'all doing? Jesus! I saw I saw that Common Core stuff. I said, it's, "Boy, look at here. It's ridiculous." Hey, look, Jeremiah, all them they gonna fail math. They looking for me. They, <laughs> they <laughs> sorry, son. I need to go to school too. What you talk about? Help you. Yeah, help, help me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I need a tutor to help you. Right. <laughs> but yeah. uh man, you know, and I I know granddaddy, and I say granddaddy all the time, but uh, mm-hmm. I know granddaddy, uh how he was as a man. I know it shaped mm-hmm. me, like you said, good and bad ways. Uh mm-hmm. you know, I knew what I didn't want to do as a father and I knew what I did want to do. That hard work aspect of it was mm-hmm. I do that from jump. I, like, I gotta mm-hmm. be like that. Gotta provide, gotta pay these bills, gotta go work. You know what I'm saying? Uh but then the part that I didn't like was the you know, he, he barely talked to us, you know. He yeah. wasn't trying, you know, he wasn't trying to have no in depth conversations about, you know, birds and the bees or you know, mm-hmm. hey, this is how you do this, this is how you do that, or whatever. You know, he know he do. He come home, get his cigarettes, have his beer, you know, and he do his thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was that. But, you know, one thing I do like is that he he loved our grandma. He loved mm-hmm. my grandma, your mom, and mm-hmm. he loved on her. And he took care of her. 42 years, they was married. Mm-hmm. And I kind of... I look at their marriage as a a key aspect of my life because I always want to be, you know, like them in a sense as far as how they loved each other. Uh-huh. Um, 
and the fact that they had their issues, but they worked through them, and they never got divorced, you know, and they they were strong with their marriage. Like I said, to to literally to death do us part, you know, and exactly. And so, and to talk about that perfect segue for them to be so strong for the two years of marriage, no divorce, and working through um, so many difficult things. Um, let's talk about the seven. Well, we're not gonna talk about all seven, but I'm gonna name the top seven reasons for divorce. So, uh, first one is manipulation and control. Uh, mm-hmm. the second one is conflict over money. The third one is different opinions on child discipline. Number four is the interference of in-laws. Number five is religious disagreements. Number six is communication difficulties. And the last one is confusion regarding intimacy. Now, this list is not all inclusive, of course, for everybody that's listening. Uh, But it's the top seven reasons for divorce. Uh, I think the the three most important um, reasons for divorce is definitely conflict over money, uh, communication, and confusion regarding intimacy. and I have to excuse me um, to everybody that's tuning in. My allergies kicking my butt. I'm in South Korea right now. I don't know if everybody noticed, but the air quality here is god awful. You know, um, so my allergies are messing up. So if you hear me sniffing, sneezing, whatever, and I sound crazy, that's why. <laughs> um, but these these reasons, man. Let's talk about the conflict over money. What what do you think, when you say conflict over money, what do you see as that being a reason for divorce? Uh, I see that being a reason, um, conflict over money, because you can have mishandling of money. Um, Budget is a important factor. Um, You can, sometimes you have people that'll be hiding money. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like you live in a second life, and you over here stashing money when money is needed over here to help. So right. that can become a problem if that other spouse finds out. Oh, we've been over here struggling, but you having money over here stashed. Right. Like that sounds like some um, selfish. Plan going on like you 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 planning on <laughs> bailing out of right. You you you're not really in this relationship because who who does that? That is right. supposed to be in a committed relationship, so that can become an issue. That that's a big issue, um, in a marriage. Yeah, I and think. If, oh, go go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then if you have two people that don't have that don't have any kind of money management issues, that could be a problem too. Because if you're not from a background that's being taught that, that can become a problem. Right. Big problem. If you don't get any kind of assistance, some kind of help, take up a class, uh, get around people that know how to money manage, 
that can help you. Yeah, it's very true. I know there's a lot of books, a lot of self-help stuff out there for folks that's, uh, you know, struggling with this part of their marriage and they're having some, some beef over some money. That can be, that's, that's serious, man. I tell you, one of the key things that I know me and Jackie um, work on is we, any big purchases, we, we agree on it first. We talk about it first. So when I say big, you know, something that's going to cost, you know, more than $50. And a lot of people are like, man, $50 is not a big purchase. But when you're talking about the family's money, it is. Like every little bit counts. So if you have a budget and you're spending over $50, and I'm talking about something out of the ordinary. Like I ain't talking about groceries. I ain't talking about, you know, diapers or something like that. I'm talking about, you know, maybe just an extra something that she may want to buy or I want to buy some shoes, you know, clothes for myself or something to that effect. I always run it by her and, you know, she do the same thing. I just think it's a respect. It's, you know, I think it, that's what it all comes down to um, with, with your spouse is that as a man, you also, as a dad or father, you want to be respectful of your spouse and, and your family's money. Because some people make the mistake of thinking, you know what, this is my money, that's your money. All right, you work here, I work there, the, the checks come in, but, you know, this little part, this is my money. You know, then that's your money. Nah, it's our money, you know. And I think people forget that um, that part of it. And that's where they come, and that's where they have the conflicts, right? It's, big time, big yeah, time. Is Go ahead. No, I would say that those conflicts start there because nobody's respecting each other. And also, like you said, like you were uh, talking about is hiding money and stuff like that. It's like, why in the world would you hide your money? You know, it's like, I know some, I, I, I know an older guy that's like that. Um, and he said he does that because his wife, Every time he look around, her hand is out. <laughs> oh Lord! So he got to the point of, and you just said about, you know, now his his paycheck that pays the bill. He take care of his home and everything like that. But he has a side hustle outside of the house. Uh huh. That's he'll tell you straight up. That's my money. She don't know how much it is. She don't know how much um, I have. Right. And I won't tell her. And he told me that when he passed away, only one person going to know. And that's one of his, one of his daughters <laughs> is uh -huh. going to know where, where. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I pass away. She'll have a key. She'll know where to go. And because he know that I guess his wife would mishandle the money. Wow. So he, and, and, you know, he's one of those guys that, because I laughed because he, he was like, a, you know, and I got to the point, man, where, you know, I don't even give my opinion because my opinion ain't never right. So I just nod my head, okay, 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 okay. And I'm like, that's not good. Not at all because there's no balance there because if you're going to say yes to everything that she says and never give your opinion because you feel like she never um, respect your opinion, 
But he said, man, I've been doing this for years, so I just learned how to just be quiet. <laughs> like, okay. All right. He All right. Not, he not having, he ain't got no respect for himself and really no respect for the marriage in that sense because... And, and, and you got to look at them as both because if if I can't get my opinion and it doesn't value and you don't respect it, and I can get where he's coming from, like why keep why keep expressing myself if you're not going to listen? Right. So I rather just okay, no problem. Yeah. I and mean, just you know, it, it's funny. I mean, he's an older guy, real uh-huh. good person, love his family. I mean, you could just you could just tell from the way he talked, <laughs> but he has become to a certain part where he just kind of numb about certain things. Right. I don't ever want to get to that place. No. You know, yeah. I don't ever want to get to that place. But, yeah, I mean, communication, yeah. that's, that's one of the top reasons for the yeah. And he said, And he said something the other day. He was like, I don't talk. When I come home, I sit down, I get my shower, get something to eat. And if you, if she needs something, she'll come talk to me. Otherwise, I don't talk. And I'm like, I'm just like, man, that's that's got to be like lonely, right? <laughs> but I look at it a lot of times, like you know, even though with his side hustle, you're dodging stuff. Right. If you stand outside the house, and then when you get home, you're just shut off. Like you're really avoiding your your marriage. Right. Yeah, avoiding your family because you don't want to deal with. And you know, it's just them two in the house, you know. But it's like, man, it, 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 wow! How did, how did, how did y'all get there? I never want to get to that place. You know, I was, I was talking to Jackie today. We had lunch, and you know Mm -hmm. that, you know that, uh, the TV, the TV host guy Anthony Bourdain, the one that killed himself. Yeah. The, he, the guy did the, you know, the traveling with the food and all that stuff. So, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We were talking about that. And she was wondering, like, why did he kill himself? You know, I wonder what happened, you know, what led him up to his suicide. She was like, he seemed happy. You know, he travels, he, he's eating food, meeting people, and this, that, and the other. I said, Jackie, you never know how lonely he was. Because she said, well, he got. A family, he got kids, he got a wife. I said, we don't know if he talked to them, for real. I said, he on the road, he, he doing traveling and um, doing a lot of different things. I said, but you never know. He could have been the loneliest man on earth when he is not on camera, when he is having to be with his family and, and friends that he really care about. I was like, because unless he was suffering from some type of depression, um, which I don't know. I said, but you can never uh, think that just because he has all of these famous friends and this money and this family that he's happy. I told her, you know, because she was, she was trying to equate him having all of these things surrounding him as being happy. And I said, he could probably have been the loneliest person ever um, and never communicated that to anybody um, because everybody just thought, oh, he's around us or vice versa. And he wasn't, obviously. And I said, you can't expect all of the stuff around him to make him happy. 
I said, everybody is responsible for their own happiness, mm-hmm. uh, not the other way around. Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, I see where you're coming from. And I was just like, yeah, because we look at it like, man, he's happy. He's traveling the world. He's eating good food, meeting people, and doing all this stuff. But guess what? He killed himself. And he's just like, it's a, it's a shame. And I hate that that happened to him and his family um, to derail a little bit. But um, communication. I mean, it's a perfect segue for that is that, you know, one of the top reasons, and I thought it would be number one, um, would be communication. Mm-hmm. And I think that's super hard for men because we're, we're looked at as doers, you know, instead of, you know, being transparent and being open and being vulnerable. You know, you know, we're growing up, you wasn't, you was taught, you know, don't show your emotions, don't cry. Don't express, mm-hmm. your, don't express yourself, you know, this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. You was taught to just go out there, be hard, provide, work hard, you know, do those type of things. And nobody tell you to have emotions and, and cry and tell, tell somebody you love them and what they mean to you. So when you talk about that, I, I mean, not until now, I never knew fathers that were like that, that were out here open and vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Communicating. Like, I pride myself on that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> unfortunately for my wife, she, um, she, she, she likes that I communicate. I know that. Um, mm-hmm. Some days, you know, she'd be like, all right, now, I don't want to hear all that. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. I refuse, I refuse to be the husband that doesn't express himself, that doesn't let her know how mm-hmm. I feel in a respectable mm-hmm. way, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, get that out because, hey, mess around and I let something hold, I hold something in, which we've all done it. We mm-hmm. hold something in. Cause you don't want to say nothing, man. Next thing you know, uh, uh, something little make you blow up. You know, you get something little, you you talking about something, man? Why you why you why you left the sock on the floor? You know what? You always doing something. You, you, you know, then you go into a whole tangent. You're like, man, what? This all this over a sock? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So I encourage the dads out there communicate, communicate often. Um, respectfully too. Um, you can't just be going off at the mouth, cussing and hollering and doing whatever to get your point across. Uh, how do you feel, Baker? Um, how communication plays in marriage, you know, even specifically as your marriage or that could help other marriages? Uh, it's very important um, on both sides. Um, both have to be open to listen to each other. Uh-huh. Uh, it should never be one always listening and one never get to express themselves. Um, you have to keep it balanced. Right. And to kind of go back to what you were saying about about men not being able to express themselves because, you know, be hard. Men don't cry. Uh, you Superman, this and that. And I believe that's why 
suicide is so high when it comes to men mm -hmm. because you have all this pressure on you already. Right. If you're telling me I can't express myself, okay, so I'm holding all this stuff in. I'm trying to hold up all, all these responsibilities. I can't express what's going on with my day at work in the world. I've seen, well, I've talked to guys where they actually have just walked away from their families. Because if I can't express to you, I'd rather just leave you and don't have this responsibility. But then you have some guys that are weaker than that, and they'll just actually just take their life. That's crazy. And it's sad because there's a lot of guys out there that actually um, need to talk. Yes. And and it's not a lot of it's not a lot of um they may be, but you don't you don't see a lot of guys get together and actually have those those um talks. Right. Because you know, some guys are just so immature they think, oh man, I don't want to get together. I want to hear your problems, this and that. But there's people that actually need to hear this kind of stuff, need to talk about real life situations. You know, right. sometimes, you know, you know, kind of take it to the church. You know, a lot of people can't express themselves or be themselves in church. Sometimes, sometimes you have to take it outside of the church. Right. You know, meet at a park, meet at a Dunkin' Donuts so people can actually relax. Because a lot of times who you see at church is not who you see Monday through Saturday. Hmm. You Speak know, on it. Speak on it. preach my brother. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta put on a certain face on Sunday because of the way the church have become so churchy <laughs> <laughs> that you know I can't, I can't be, I can't, I can't be Baker or right. I can't be Anthony. So I actually went to a uh, men's meeting the other day, and you know what what's talked about in there stays in there. Everything is confidential. Um, but I was in there, man, and it was like I did more listening than anything. Uh -huh. um, so you just have to, wherever you go and you're around new people, you just have to test the spirits. You have to make sure, you know, God is in there no matter what, even though what you're talking about, you still have to, you know. So, but man, I just felt like everything else outside was just blocked. Uh -huh. It was like, my mind didn't think about nothing at home, didn't think about no bills, didn't think about work. It was like, man, I needed this. Right, right. I needed this. And like I always, always, I always tell Edwin, like, outside of him and maybe one more person, there's really nobody that big could talk to. Besides right. God, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. we have yeah. to have those outlets, man. Yeah, definitely. Even even the, even the women, you know, even the women. But communication is very important. I know I got off a little off track, but nah. it's very and very important, man. It's very important. You got to have communication. That's something that wasn't real strong in our marriage, but it's getting better. Right, getting a lot better. Um. Because sometimes certain things you just don't want to talk about because it may end up being in an argument. Right. <laughs> you know, but I've learned now it's best to go ahead and address it. 
Right. People um, fail to realize, though, like a lot of times, because some people are afraid to express themselves because of how they believe the person's going to react. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know for me, that's a lot of my fear when communicating with my wife is mm-hmm. that when I say something, it'll get negated by whatever she's, her response. You know what gotcha. I mean? So a lot of times I'm like, you know what? I got an issue I want to talk about. It ain't necessarily going to be an argument, but I want to just say this and then, you know, have a conversation about it. But I'll, mm-hmm. I'll be reluctant or I won't do it because I'm like, you know what? If I say this, you know what I'm saying? She, whatever her response is going to be, I ain't going to like it. So mm. I just don't do it. And I think a lot of gentlemen, uh, a lot of dads out there, a lot of husbands out there have that same um, anxiety about those conversations because it might be a difficult conversation or whatnot. And then you don't want it to turn into a fight or argument um, when you're communicating. Then it's like, then that really shuts you down. I know for, and I can speak for me, and I know I'm speaking for a lot of other gentlemen out there, is that if I get into an argument and I get angry, and this is with anybody, I ain't talking about with just my wife, mm-hmm. I shut I shut down because I know if I get to a certain point of being, whether it's upset or uncomfortable, I don't want to go there with a lot of people, especially somebody I care about. I don't want to mm-hmm. get mad. I don't want to, you know, snap off on somebody. So I just avoid the conflict in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, we have to not do that as dads and men and husbands because our family needs us to be vulnerable. They need us to communicate these things because how else will they know how dad feels about this? How your husband feels about this? You know what I'm saying? How your brother, whoever you are to whoever. How are they going to know how you feel, how you're going to react if you never are vulnerable to them, if you never open up, if you never communicate these things? Um, I think that's the most important thing um, I would like to share on communication is that although sometimes it might be difficult for you as as a man to open up and be vulnerable, try it. You know, you'll get more comfortable doing it. Um, I'm not... 100% 100% there, but I'm definitely there. My wife would definitely tell you I'm there, uh, whether she likes it or not, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, you know what? I got I to gotta get this conversation in. Just at, at worst, you know. You know what I'm saying? That's how I look at it. I'm like, at worst, she knows. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And mm-hmm. even small conversations with my, my little ones, you know, at, at worst, they know. Like, All right, this is how daddy feel about this whether they take it in or not you know my kids look so <laughs> but gotcha. um i think communication is probably the most pivotal thing to help the marriages and i know that can lead to divorce like quickly because as quick as you can say i do you can be in the courtroom or in the uh lawyer's office you know signing documents to, to go your separate ways just mm-hmm. off of having not enough communication. Because mm-hmm. like you expressed earlier, 
your guy who doesn't, you know, sit, talk to his wife or talk to his family when he comes home is is just you're avoiding communication, which is going to lead to your divorce. Um, uh-huh. Now, another thing that I know we can communicate about is intimacy. You know, mm-hmm. so for us um, people out there who, who talk about intimacy, we're talking about sex, you know, and and not just sex, uh, physical uh, intimacy. We're talking about all type of intimacy. And when they say confusion about it, it's because a lot of people that I know um, obviously are sexually active in their marriages. They got tons of kids like I do, <laughs> you know, and, and you know, it's a it's a very important thing when it comes to your marriage because when they say confused, somebody might be confused on all right, how how often should we be having sex? How often should we be intimate? You know, how often or the amount of time you spend together. because, uh, you know, intimacy isn't just the physical act of sex, right? It's it's holding hands, it's communicating, it's listening, it's, you know, laying on the couch watching Netflix. You know, you know, when the kids are asleep, you know, you can just holding hands, chilling, you know, even doing chores together. People don't, especially guys, I know, we are more of like a results type deal. You know what I'm saying? We ain't we ain't looking at the let's let's warm this up before we get to the intimacy. We just want the end result. You know, which is as uh Tommy from Martin say, get the draws. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you you just wanna you just wanna get that, you know. <laughs> You don't, you don't want to, you know, do the nice things that lead that lead up to the, the physical act of sex. We're talking about, you know, being intimate. And h- how do you feel intimacy plays? And I, when I say not intimacy, but um, confusion of intimacy uh, plays into marriage. Oh, man. It plays a big role. Um, because like you said, the men, we're like hunters. So we we, we we see it, we want it. Right. Uh, because we just be re, just reality. We, we're led by the flesh. We, 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 we see it, we want it. Right. So it's very important, man. You have to have, that's another conversation you have to have as well. You know, because a lot of times, before we, people even get married, they're already intimate. And then once life starts happening, that stuff kind of, it, it kind of dwindles away, which it right. shouldn't. But in reality, it happens. Right. So you have to remember that the marriage comes first before everything else. Um, but, you know, God first, but then the marriage. Right. So... You have to, you know, you have to remain dating. You have to, you have to, it's hard to set a schedule. I mean, it, to me, it feels weird. Okay, on Saturday, we're going to make sure that we're doing this and we're going to set it off by 9.30. <laughs> That's just fairy tale, man. I just don't see that happening. I mean, to That's me, trash. I don't want to, I don't want to be on a schedule. Like I'm at work, like yeah. the robots. That's, That's just, 
That, that is exactly. absolute trash. It should, <laughs> exactly. It should, it should be spontaneous. It should be, I think, if we keep everything fresh, you know, play, you know, you, you know, you, you, you pass by, you may tap them on the shoulder. You know, you just got to keep, you got to play in the, you got to play. Uh, no, me, you know what? I, I do this too much. Jackie probably, I know she, it just got to a point now where she just, she be like, okay, he's just going to do this. Like, I just walk <laughs> by, you know, I slap on the booty. Hey, what's up, baby? She, I was gonna, I was gonna say that. <laughs> hey man, we grown, we grown, we married. Yeah, you know, I mean, you, 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 you hey, you my boo, yeah, you my wife, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and she do it to me too. Now I don't like it, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> yeah, me either. <laughs> she, I don't know what that's. What? Why do? Why do wives do that? Like they, they think they can, you know, smack us on the butt or something like. Like we don't like that. I don't get it. They, a, hey, it's part of life. I guess part I, that's part their, of marriage, that, right? That's their way of being intimate, like that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. By, <laughs> Jack walked by me yesterday. I was uh, getting some laundry out, and you know, I happened just to be bending over getting some laundry. She come here, she come walking by, slap me on the butt, and I was oh looking. At, I just looked at her like, okay, uh, you play, <laughs> like. Why are you playing? It's, you know, so she acting like we're on the same basketball team or something. You know, good. But you, but you, just, but you just said you just said a word I said. You got to play. Yeah. So she's playing. Right, right. You know, that's a that's her way of saying, hey, hey, boo. Right. You know, we right. we may be we may be more a little aggressive. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so they in a way they getting us back. Right, right. You know. I'll tell you, um, you know, people tend to forget, you know, like I said earlier, is intimacy isn't just a physical act. It's everything mm -hmm. else that can lead up to the physical act. Um, exactly. You know, and I say people get confused, man, because um, one, like you said, life happens. And so it's easy to be like, oh, you know what, I worked you know, a 12 hour shift today. All right, I got the kids, you know, I'm helping kids with homework and dinner and laundry and whatever. So then you, you know, you look up at the clock, it's whatever time at night and you ready just to go to sleep. You ain't trying to, you ain't trying to get it in. You know what I'm saying? You're not trying to do all that. You tired. You ain't trying to have nobody humping on you and <laughs> doing all that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and ladies, don't think. Y'all the only ones that, you know, don't be wanting to do nothing. Maybe some nights, you know, where you just tired. Gentlemen, I know it. We don't admit it often because I know one time I, I ain't going to ever turn down no, no intimacy. I ain't going to never turn down for sex. But at the end of the day, some, <laughs> some, some days, you know, you just tired. But, um, you know, uh, women, I'll say, always get the bad rap of, you know, the jokes of, you know, they got headaches or it's that time of the month or, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, mm -hmm. I always, I always joke. Me and Jackie got this inside joke when it comes to intimacy. Um, I always tell her, you know, she, she be like joking. She'll say, "Oh, I got a headache or whatever." I'd be like, you know, it's scientific proof that sex cures headaches. So, mm -hmm. 
any man out there, you know, your wife tell you she got a headache, you know what I'm saying, just go ahead and Google that that evidence. It's up there, okay? It's out there for you to use. Say, oh, you got that? You got a headache, baby? It's okay, you know what I'm saying? Just go ahead and, and get ready. I got the, I got your Tylenol right here. I got you. I got you. Exactly. No, I got your Tylenol right here. You know, to help, help her out. You know, like exactly. I said, I said, Jack, you know, hey, you got a little vitamin D. I got it for you, baby. <laughs> you took it right out my mouth. <laughs> so, man, that's all you need, you know. So, I, I would say, man, it's so super important to, you want to get this off the list of reasons why divorce is happening, which is intimacy, which you would think that should be so super important to your marriage. But like you said, life gets in the way. And Mm -hmm. I think dads, you know, we have to, or fathers rather, or husbands, I'm sorry, have to, you know, separate the, the actual physical act with other things and around that to get that mm-hmm. that intimacy because we all know women are very much into the the other aspects of intimacy besides the physical act mm-hmm. you know they they need a lot more than we do to be ready for that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. the jack can just blow on me and, and blow past <laughs> me the wrong way i'd be like what you talking about girl what you trying to do what you trying to do you know what i'm saying uh, whereas, you know, start no, you ain't ready for it. Right. And she could be like, boy, I'm going to the bathroom. What you talking about? <laughs> you know, not even think about nothing like that. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, women, you know, they take a lot more to be ready, you know. So, guys, I challenge you, um, look into, you know, fun, uh, involved ways to, you know, stimulate her mind. I know it's kind of corny and cliche, but it's true. Stimulate her mind, and that's where you begin. Like, a lot of men think, oh, let me kiss on her. Let me, you know, touch her in that spot I know she like. That that ain't always going to work, you know? That's that's 100% true. Uh, and I think uh, that's where the confusion comes in, is sometimes men like to think, oh, I know exactly what my wife or my woman uh, needs to, to get going, and you know, sometimes, man, we don't, we don't be having a clue, you know what I'm saying? And and we just need to take the time to explore different things, you know, make, make it fun, make it interesting, make it different um, to to start, stop that confusion about intimacy because it might be, you know what, your, your wife might be thinking, you know what, if, if he just do this, he don't even know, I, I'll do whatever he wants. If he just go in there and wash them dishes, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> go fold them clothes real quick for me. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? People, they don't be thinking about that stuff. They just say, oh, I'm a man. That's my wife. You know, she's supposed to, you know, get down with get down when we're ready, when I'm ready. It ain't like that. You know? Yes, so, sir. Challenge the men out there. Hey, do more. Do more, get more. That's how I look at it, you know? I'm guilty oh, of it myself. That sounds like a t-shirt. Hey, do more, get more. <laughs> let's, let's go and copyright that. <laughs> oh, you better go on and do it. <laughs> uh, go ahead and put my t-shirt out there. Do more, get more. But, uh, but man, so 
we, we talked about those three important things about divorce. Um, just fellas, to recap, let's make sure you're, you're getting that confusion about intimacy out of the way. Make sure you're communicating um, and make sure you're talking about those finances. Three important things. At the end of the day, all of those things need to be talked about. Those things need to have plans. Those things need to be uh, well discussed with your with your spouse, with your family, especially when it comes to finances. Um, communicating with everybody, being open, transparent, being vulnerable. Um, all of those things involve those those that that aspect of those aspects um so i challenge all the guys out there that's listening to the ladies too um to indulge in those things indulge in active listening communicating working together as a team when it comes to your finances um and then being intimate um and i'm saying intentional like doing more stuff date continue dating dating don't supposed to stop when uh you get married you that's not the end-all, be-all. You still got to, you know, go out there and treat her. You know, you've been together 10, 15 years. You need to treat her like you when you first when you first saw her. You know, go on dates, candle lights, and all that goodness. But uh, next subject, man, I want to talk about <clears throat> was uh, our little boys, man. Our little boys is out here now. Um, you got sons and daughters, same here. Um, this world today is a little crazy, you know, and I want to talk about uh, how do you feel um, about when it comes to raising your children in this world, more specifically your young boys? Well, I feel raising young boys in this day's society is uh First of all, have respect for your elders. Right. That's very, very important, which we don't see a lot these days because I have experienced and seen where now the neighborhoods, they turn their head. Mm -hmm. They can see the kids doing wrong and turn their head. Oh, that's not my problem. When back in the day, Miss Laura down the street can tear your butt up, then send you home and tell your parents and they tell your butt up. <laughs> You know, it takes, you know, they like they say, the village. It right. does. But the world has now made it wrong to discipline your kids when, like I always tell them, I'm going to do what I need to do to you. If, if you want to call the police, I'll, they might get it when they get here too. But, <laughs> you know, back to the boys raising them. Um, Becky, you there? Okay, and um, also, they have to have respect for authority, um, mm -hmm. like the police. Um, don't be in fear of them, but just be cautious. Um, I know there's a lot going on with the, the shootings and and uh, you know all the bad stuff going on but all cops are not the same right so we can't treat them all the same 
just have respect for them. You know, if you get pulled over, put your hands on the stand wheel, whatever you got to do, but don't ever make it to the point where you're arguing back and forth with them. You know, don't give them reason. Right. Don't I, give I, them know. any kind of reason. And, and, then, and you, then you have ones that may just do it just because. Right. But never put yourself that you, you know, you, you're walking around scared of them. You know, and I tell, and I, you know, we'll tell my sons, you know, when the, when the time is appropriate, it's, uh, those same things, you know, is mm -hmm. about being respectful. But only thing I am kind of, I would say, not in total disagreeance with you on is about the whole fear part. Um, if if they were old enough to drive right now, it, I would be hard pressed not to tell them to be fearful of the, the police, only because of mm -hmm. all of the bad interactions we see um, mm -hmm. out in this world. Um, and and I would say I would I would use the fearful term in a in a sense of helping them understand how important it is I need for them as my sons, as little black boys, to come home to me mm -hmm. and their mom and their other siblings because um, I want them to be fearful enough to obey commands, do what they're told, and come home. Like, that's the, the, the part I say be fearful of, is mm -hmm. that, you know, be fearful that that something could happen, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't want to raise my boys to be scared of anybody, but I also don't want to raise them to be stupid. Don't, mm -hmm. you know. And I will never understand people who do get into arguments with police officers um, when they get pulled over and all that good stuff. And I understand, you know, sometimes it's an inconvenience. You might be in a rush going somewhere or whatever the case may be. But at the end of the day. They're doing a job. I've, I've been pulled over twice in my life, and mm -hmm. both times I was respectful, of course. You know, I didn't argue with them. Um, and, you know, didn't never let it get to where officers getting upset, grabbing tasers, guns, whatever the case may be, asking me to even get out the car. Like, both of my traffic violations, I kept my hands on the stand wheel, was respectful, yes sir, no sirs, you know, maintain the eye contact and hey, I give you what you need, ask for permission to make movements, and I was on my way in both instances. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what I'll encourage my sons to do is, mm -hmm. hopefully they never get pulled over, you know, hopefully they drive safe and or wherever they're at, not because, you know, police interactions don't happen just when you're driving. Um, but I want to raise them to, you know, in those instances, you know, be respectful and you probably will, there's a 99% chance that you're going to come home that night. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When that interaction, interaction happens, like you said, not every cop is back. Not every police officer is out to, to get you and, and all that stuff. Um, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, like you said, don't give them a reason. Um, but that's, that, that that's a whole another topic, you know, but that's part of raising our children in this world today, um, mm -hmm. and our boys. And, um, I know in, in particular, I wanted to touch on kind of the Me Too movement and about our boys respecting women. Mm -hmm. And 
how important that is these days. Um, and I, I, it's, what's crazy is these these boys nowadays, it's like they're not being taught um, about anything related to women when it comes to being respectful, when it comes to um, sexual activity, when it comes to uh, just how to converse with a woman uh, without uh, being disrespectful or rude or whatever it may be. And why, why, tell me, what are your thoughts on, <clears throat> on why that may be? Which part? <laughs> of, of, <laughs> of why um, the, the guys and the men or boys as I heard today are not being respectful respectful towards um, our women these days? Well, um, number one is not being taught. <clears throat> you got parents that are becoming parents that are teenagers, kids still, that wasn't taught. Um, I mean, I can go back as far as back as me and your uncle. That stuff wasn't taught. We uh -huh. seen we seen how grand, you know, our grand, our dad treated our mom, or our granddad treated our grandmother, but it was never taught. Right. You know, we had to actually learn this stuff on our own. Right. You know, we may have made many, you know, few mistakes before we got it right, but uh, they're not being taught. And then TV, TV shows are showing all kinds of actions, videos on videos, you know, this stuff is just pretty much raising the kids. Um, and you have to have, you know, like I would, you know, tell my boys, well, Spencer still to this day say, girls are you. He loved to use that word, that's nasty. You know, we're not trying to tell him, you know, cause you're at that age now, you see girls. Right. Um, you have to teach them, you know, have respect for them. Keep your hands to yourself. If you've got to walk around and keep your hands in your pocket, you know, because nowadays, if you just just a friendly hug, it may be, be taken the wrong way. Right. So it's very important that they get be taught, taught respect. Um, these boys these days, oh my, I see it every day. And that's why it's important for the men to be in these boys' life big time, man, because they're missing it. They are missing it. And they're learning from the streets and the streets are not teaching them the right way. It's all disrespectful. And then the girls, they accept that behavior and they think it's right. And then once you get into the real world, you realize that they realize, oh, I've been mistreated all my life. Mm -hmm. You know, until you know, until somebody come in their life and actually show them the right way. You know, then that's that that goes to another case of, oh wow, that's how I'm supposed to be treated. Oh man, I don't even know how to accept this guy. I can't, I can't, I can't be with this guy because I think I'm supposed to be treated the other way. So it's very important yeah. that our boys are taught this. Yes, yes. I mean with all this sexual harassment stuff coming out, but these guys are just, 
Oh, those those guys are scoundrels. I mean, just that's the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just they just trash, man. Just point yeah. blank, period. Just because you got money, don't make you feel you shouldn't feel like you can treat women just any kind of way. I don't right. care what. Right. You know, you, you you what about if somebody treats your mother like that? Right. Like it. And you know, we I think we also have to teach our boys about um, consent. You know, these days. Yes. And you know. I get it. You know, a lot of people say, you know, well, you know, if there's somebody's dating and whatever, whatever. At the end of the day, you still, mm-hmm. you got to get consent in some way, shape, form. Whether mm-hmm. you know the girl, whether you've been dating for 20 years, 10 years, five years, a day, two days, whatever, casual, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you still got, you know, you got to get that consent. I'm not sitting here saying you got to. You know, have a notepad with a with a form saying, "Hey, sign this paperwork for before we get you know intimate," or or even that you are you know getting to an act and you say, "Hey, uh, do you want to do this? Do you do you consent with this?" You know, not every situation is gonna call for that. Some will, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. will. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. um, whatever that consent is for that woman, um, you need to mm-hmm. figure that out. You need to figure that out, and that's what we got to teach our boys these days, man, because, like you said, you don't want something in, in, in your brain as a man to be like, oh, this was innocent, and turn out to be, you know, a sexual assault case. Um, and guys just got to remember that. Like, at the end of the day, you got to be respectful to the to the woman you're dating, seeing, whoever, or even married to. Because mm-hmm. don't think just because you're married that you cannot sexually abuse or assault your wife. It can definitely happen. Yes. Um, I know situations. I know a lot of people that have been in these situations where things are going on like that because the husband doesn't respect his wife, you know, doesn't respect his marriage and just thinks, oh, because I'm married, I get it when I want it, how I want it. Um, and you know, it just doesn't work that way. No. Um, but I think in this climate nowadays, man, it's always, you want to be better off sharing with your boys what are what are appropriate things to do and say uh, when it comes to any communications you have with a, with a woman uh, because you don't want your son to be put in a situation where he's getting accused or that he's doing something uh, that's inappropriate. Um, exactly. And I think it's super important because I don't I don't ever want to teach my sons to be afraid of women because you don't you don't want your boys to be afraid, but you want them to be knowledgeable. You also want them to be respectful because mm-hmm. I I could tell you in my in my own personal life I've never been accused of nothing you know, uh, and I've never done anything uh, because even though it wasn't taught to me. I was raised around a lot of women. Like, like we know, we got a lot of aunties. We got, I got a sister. I got a mom. I got aunties who are like sisters to me that I always picture myself like, man, what if somebody was to do something like that to them? Um, I would never want to be put in that situation because I'll tell you right now, somebody do something to hurt any of them women in my life, it's going down, you know? And, I always looked at it that way. Do, do do and say to other women that I was dating or involved with, like I wouldn't want to disrespect them or 
be rude or whatever the case may be, gotta be sweet to him, is that I didn't want nobody in my life to be treated that way or being treated bad. So I just never, I stayed away from those those type of things, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm gonna teach my boys. You, like they say, you get more, what is, what's the saying? You get more flies with honey? Yeah. You know, is be sweet, be sweet. You ain't gotta be a jerk or a-hole to, to date and be out there. No, but be nice, be sweet, be respectable. It goes a long way. You know, goes a long way. Have be confident, you know, raising our boys to be that way. But, you know, also at the same time, you want to be safe. Um, when yes. you're doing that. You know, same thing with, with our girls. I think it's so super important, man, to, as men, as dads, to show our girls exactly how a man should be treating you. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I mean, take your daughter out on dates. Mm-hmm. Show her, open the door, pull her seat up. Show her the good things that a man is supposed to do. Love on your wife. Mm-hmm. And I mean, appropriate stuff. You know, you don't want them seeing all the business, but you know, yeah, yeah, let yeah. them see that, wow, look at how my dad treats my mom. Mm-hmm. Or if you got any other situations like me, I'm a blended family too, you know. So I have my daughter's mom, so so my daughter can see I respect her mom mm-hmm. and I care about her mom. So she sees, wow, even though Dad is married to Miss Jackie, he still shows my mom respect and and cares. You know what I'm saying? And so. Mm-hmm. People, you have to show your men, you have to show, and dads, you have to show your children exactly how they should be treated in a relationship. Um, And, you know, that can be good or bad, you know, but you want to show them the good, obviously, um, because, you know, we saw a lot of things we probably shouldn't saw as kids, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, arguing and fighting and things of that nature. And so I always said, you know, I don't never want to be like that. You know, with certain relationships that I saw growing up, um, mm-hmm. you know, because my parents were divorced when I was, well, separated when I was like eight, seven, eight years old. Um, and they got divorced years after. But, you know, I saw a lot of stuff that I'm like, man, I don't, I don't, when I get a girlfriend or when I get married, I ain't, I ain't trying to, you know, be like that. So I challenge all the dads out there, man. If you have daughters, if you have, even if you have sons, but, you know, more importantly is you want to show your daughter um, how a man should be treating her is show her by example. Show her the way you treat your spouse. You know, your kids soak up everything, right? (laughs) You know, your kids do everything you do, you know, if if you're doing it right and if you're doing it wrong. Yes. (laughs) they, 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 They soak it up. You know, that my kids, I tell you, my boys, goodness gracious, they watch me like a hawk and do everything I do, do everything I say. Um, mm-hmm. So I have to be super cautious mm-hmm. um, of the things I say and do because even sometimes little stuff, how I react to football games or how I, you know, even eat my food and stuff, you know, they are watching me. They are watching me to see, all right, how does dad, 
do those things. Um, I always laugh because my five-year-old, or about to be five-year-old, Jeremiah, he is at the point now where he's literally mimicking me. You know, where uh-huh. I tell him, hey, stop copying me, all right? That's enough. <laughs> like, the, the little joker will just say word for word what I'm saying. And so, uh-huh. you know, imagine if I'm saying bad things, you know what I'm saying? He's going to go to school, say that, and then it's like, oh, where you get that from? Oh, uh, my daddy. You know, so uh-huh. uh, that's that's just another aspect of raising our boys in this society now, man, is that I heard you say earlier uh, about the, the TV and the music kind of raising our kids. And I would say it's super important that we do, as fathers, step in and do those things. Because I listened to all type of music growing up. Uh-huh. Um, you know, whether it was drug related, you know, booty shaking music, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. But I've never tried drugs. I've never, you know, some of the, you know, and I'm guilty of it too when I used to do my little thing with rapping. But, you know, the misogynistic behavior, like the, the real, you know, nasty stuff, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But I never let that trickle into my real life. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's why I say I had good enough upbringing and I saw certain things that say, you know what? Yeah, that music is that music. But my parents taught me this. You know what I'm saying? Like my my mom or my grandparents or my uncles taught mm-hmm. me this in life. So I know not to let movies, TV, music mm-hmm. shape how I interact with people mm-hmm. you know um, and that's why i think a lot of parents make the mistake of trying to blame entertainment mm-hmm. on raising our kids but at the end of the day who's the person paying for the tv and the cable and the internet you that's true <laughs> you so you ultimately control what your kids are taking in you know mm-hmm. you know so when you talk about raising our kids in this society is if if you as a parent be real with yourself and say you know what it's my responsibility to step up as a dad and okay yeah little little, little jeremiah saw you know a music video where a girl shaking her butt or a guy saying this in a song and whatnot and he's like questioning me about it and that's my opportunity to tell him you know what? That's that's not the right thing you need to be hearing or saying or doing. It's okay for you to indulge in that type of entertainment, but don't let don't get it twisted. Don't mm-hmm. let that, you know, shape your opinion of the world or how you operate as a man. Because I'll bust you up. That's <laughs> at this point blank. You know so. I think uh, we have to do that job as men, raising our sons, raising our daughters, is showing them the right ways, of course, and being an example um, for all of them to go out into the world and do these those certain things. So um, I know I went on a tangent about that, but is there anything else that you think um, will be helpful for men to? Uh, I guess, put into their sons and daughters when it comes to 
being out in this world? Well, with the with the girls, you know, you have to teach them as well. You know, don't ever put yourself in a situation where you feel like you may get violated. Right. Um, if you don't feel comfortable, because you're gonna, you, they're gonna feel it. Right. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna feel it in your spirit. You're gonna, you're gonna feel it. So I don't care how fine he look, how handsome he look, how much money he got, but if you ever feel like you're in a bad situation. Or, or well, not even a bad situation, but you're around somebody that it may turn ugly. Go, don't don't stay there. You right. Know? Even when meeting somebody, you 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 know, be in a public place. You know, and I will say also, be careful on these these dating sites. Yeah. Because a lot of time now, people have taken away from actually meeting people to actually, you know, oh. And I got it. I can just be transparent. A lot of these websites ain't nothing but to try to hook up. They can right. tell you they want to walk on the beach. They want to do this, this, and that. Yeah, I can tell you <clears throat> same thing. He romantic, this and that. But at the end of the day, when y'all exchanged almost in that in that back back part of that site, the whole conversation changed. Right. So don't look for love on there. <laughs> don't look for love. On uh, you might have some that have success stories, but um, just never put yourself in that position to get uh, disrespected. Right. Uh, you know, dress properly. You know, you should be able to wear what you want to wear, but, you know, most men... That's what, like I, was, to that's what I was going to say. I Go was back like, to... Mm -hmm. I was going to say is that, you know, dr dressing properly, mm -hmm. I, I don't like that term. So I mm -hmm. say... You 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 dress appropriate for the occasion. Mm -hmm. so if you're going to a party, a skirt, mm -hmm. whatever you want to wear is appropriate. You're going to a party. If you're going to work, whatever your work dress code is, that's appropriate attire. Like you do what you do because mm -hmm. I, I I will never tell a woman, hey, mm -hmm. you know, whatever you got on is inappropriate and and. Because at the end of the day, we men have to police themselves. If mm -hmm. you're a grown man and you in whatever situation, whatever place you're at, see mm -hmm. a woman dressed in whatever way, and your first thoughts are, "I need, I'm, I'm going to do something sexual to her." That's something you need to deal with. Um, not, not because of what the woman's wearing, but that's just your issue. Like it shouldn't be a distraction, so that's why I say I, I try to tell people I, I hate when I hear that oh that she shouldn't have been wearing this that and the other you know what I'm saying like what like <laughs> that's stupid like because what if a girl came up to you as a man and was like you know what if he if he had that tank top on you know I wouldn't have grabbed him you know I wouldn't have touched him and you'd be like that's foolishness. You know, so why is it not that way for um, a woman? Because if you go to the beach, <laughs> you get what I'm saying? A, a woman's got on a bathing suit, but you, you don't go up to her and, and grab her. You know what I'm saying? Excuse me. And you don't, and you don't blame it on, oh, man, you know, she shouldn't have had on that bathing suit, man. 
What, you, what? I'm at the beach. What am I supposed to wear? You know what I'm saying? Like, so mm-hmm. I just think, and not to cut off your conversation, what you where you was going with it. I just think mm-hmm. sometimes we need to stay away from that narrative of uh, a woman dressing appropriately or having on the right thing because at the end of the day, men have to control themselves, police themselves when it comes mm-hmm. to a woman's attire because how can her wearing something make you sexually assault her? Like what what part of her clothes said, come touch me without my permission? You know what I'm saying? None. Mm-hmm. None. None of, you know what I'm saying? But you got <clears throat> again, you got some guys that are not that mature. So like I said, go back to about the flesh part. You know, you see flesh. Right. So if you're if you ain't been taught this stuff, they jerks and they gonna they just gonna and they're gonna try you like that. Right. They're gonna try you like that. And then then there are just to keep it real, a lot of times there are women that may have went through something coming up, experienced some kind of abuse. So they dress like that to get that attention. So and and not saying that it's right that it happens, but right. it, it it goes on. It, it, it goes on because they feel like, okay, if I dress like this and I look like this, this will get me the attention that I want, which is the wrong attention, point blank, period. Right. You know, because you're sending the wrong message. No, I would never tell my boys to, to uh, and, they, and they're going to know that's, that's wrong. That's wrong. Right. That's wrong. You know, you just got to have respect, point blank, period. I, you know, before I got married, it, 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 it's funny now, but I just had so much much respect for for the women that I've had one to tell me one time before, is you scared of me? Because <laughs> I look at it like this because, and, and it just straight up, you know, I know people are going to hear the recording, whatever, this is just, just keeping it real. Um, it's been an experience where I came to your house. We chilling. Never talked on. Never talked about the city. Never talked about being intimate or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You may have gotten undressed or whatever. I didn't touch you at all. <laughs> Period. Because you never said, "Okay, Baker, it's all right to touch me." Right. So, like you said. If she didn't say give you the consent, that was just me. That was just natural, man. Because I, I never, I, I, man, I'm not going. I'm not getting locked up behind that. Right. <laughs> so I just had that much respect. If you didn't say it was okay, I didn't touch you. Right. No matter how you dress, no matter what. But a lot of times people are put in those situations, and if they're not mature, they will disrespect the women. And there's there's some that are very aggressive that would disrespect men too. Oh yeah. I mean, like, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, and it, it happens. It happens because it's it, a lot of that stuff, like I say, a lot of that stuff is rooted in when they were kids. You know, they've been bothered, they've been molested. They yeah. they feel those behaviors are, are correct because nobody ever took the time 
to correctly love them and show them the right way and saying, hey, this is wrong. You shouldn't feel this way. You shouldn't have to dress this way to get attention. You shouldn't have to act this way to make people feel like, you know, like you're loved or anything like that. So right. that's a whole different subject. <laughs> yeah. But at the end of the day, it's still about respect and, and, and it's all the way around. So we're talking mm-hmm. about respecting yourself, respecting others. Um, mm-hmm. And how important it is for, regardless of any situation that you get put in, um, mm-hmm. getting consent, you know, make mm-hmm. sure you're respectful. Um, goes a long way, <clears throat> you know. Yes. You trouble at the end of the day, men and women, and to all the, the the dads out there that's might be single dads, or even even if you're married and you're you raising girls, you know, raise them to know that. It's okay with being uncomfortable, you know. Mm-hmm. And I've had conversations before with men that say they've always told their their girls who are older, you know, if you if you got something going on, you're in a situation where you are, you know, out and about, maybe partying, maybe you know, on a date or whatever the case would be. I don't care what time of the day it is. If you if you're not comfortable with that situation, call me. You know, and that was some pretty crazy, not crazy, but just really good advice I heard from this dad is that he tells his daughter, I don't care what's going on. I ain't going to judge you. I ain't going to, you know, I ain't going to, you know, care about what's going on, who you with and how, what's going on. You call me, say, daddy, come pick me up. All right. She'll tell me where you at. I come get you. We'll talk about it in the morning. But I think that's part of being a, a good dad is allowing your kids to have that that openness with you so they don't always feel like, you know what, if I call dad about this, now I'm just going to get in trouble. You know, because at the end of the day, you want your kids to be as comfortable as possible with you as a father. Um, you know, you still want them to be respectful, but you also want them to be open and honest with you about any and everything. Because we talked about it before is you don't want the streets raising your kids and telling them what's right or wrong or how to do this, how to do that. Uh, rather it come from you, a more credible source, because I mean, who's more credible than yourself? But that's neither here or there, man. So, you know what? We, we talked about all this serious stuff, Baker, man, and we've been on here for a, a really long time. And I think we should go ahead and lighten the mood and, um, Get into some of these dad jokes, man. Okay. Get some of these dad jokes. And that means since you're the guest. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> since you're the guest, and I do this every time, since you're the guest, I'll let you go first. Um, hold on one second, sir. <laughs> um... I seem to misplace my jokes I had. Oh, Lord. You know what? But I will actually find them right now. And for all our listeners out there, you know, these dad jokes, first of all, they're corny. So let's just get that out the way. Everybody knows that. If you know what dad jokes are, they're corny jokes. Some of them are not going to be funny. Some of them gonna be so bad that you will think it's funny. Um, mm. 
So I try, I try to give that warning while you while you come together with your jokes. But yeah, go ahead. What do you call a fish with two knees? Oh God! Um, fish with two knees? Yes. Um, I I don't know. A two knee fish. <laughs> that joke is frustrating. <laughs> All right. You know, I got a little joke, man. Uh, it's in the, in the mind of Halloween. We got coming up in the, uh, next week or so. Um, why don't skeletons ever go trick-or-treating? Maybe they fear they're going to lose their bones? Nah, because they don't have no body to go with. You know what I'm saying? Skeletons, nobody. You know what I'm saying? Just, just for those slow people out there. You know what I'm mm, mm, mm. Wow. Okay, I got another one here. Okay. Want to hear a joke about paper? No. Never mind. It's terrible. You mean like terrible, yeah. Oh my terrible. Trash. <laughs> uh, hey, <laughs> you you wanna hear my pizza joke? Go ahead. Never mind, it's too cheesy. <laughs> and look, man, you don't gotta spare me with no fake laughter. These dad jokes is bad. You just gotta go with it. Just just give me the complete silent. Give me the get a. Hey, give me the Family Feud X. You know what I'm saying? Be like, eh, wrong. All right, that's a wrong joke. Yep. You got uh, another joke? Yeah. Why do melons have weddings? Why do melons have weddings? Yes. Um, not sure why. Because they cantaloupe. Bruh. <laughs> gotcha. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. This is my last one, man. Why did the coffee file a police report? Mm -hmm. Because it got mugged. And that's three strikes for me. <laughs> wow. wow. Jokes was trash, but it's okay to dad jokes. And thankfully for my children, my sense of humor is nowhere near this. Uh, mm, mm, mm. So I just got one more I want to use. Yeah, go ahead. And, and it's not asking you no question or anything. Okay. It's it. I know a lot of jokes about retired people. But none of them work. <laughs> I should not laugh at stuff. <laughs> I shouldn't. I just shouldn't. 
I'm just, I'm just, I, man, I, I just want to share one more, man. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. This dude, what? Okay, go ahead. What do you call a factory that sells passable products? That sells passable products? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. A satisfactory. Man. <laughs> I shouldn't have let you do that last year. <laughs> You're terrible. I know. Uh, hey, so we're going to be closing here, man. Uh, I, I just want to finish out. First of all, I'll say thank you for coming on the show and, and, and talking with me and, and the guests. Or, I'm sorry, and the guests and the people who are going to be tuning in. Um, I do want to end with... Uh, you giving a piece of advice or fatherhood tip or something that helps you be a great dad that you want to share with everybody. Uh, I want to say thank you again for inviting me. I have greatly enjoyed myself and talking with you on this show. Um, word of advice I would give is um, guys, if you don't have your fathers in your life, maybe find you a mentor or older gentleman that has success in marriage and success with raising their kids. Get around somebody that's going to be a positive influence that can help you grow in that area. Um, that will make a tremendous impact on your life and raising your family and raising your kids, but also make sure that they uh, they know the Lord because you don't want to have nobody leading you the wrong way. And But you have guys that are wis have a lot of wisdom that may not know the Lord, but you just have to be careful. But get around some, get around some guys that's going to be motivated, going to help you in those areas. Uh, and never be to the point where you can't express yourself. It's all right to cry. Just don't be a crybaby. Don't stay there. Don't stay stuck in there. Don't feel like you can't be who you are. You're still human. And remember, you are strong. You are awesome. You are loved. Remember that. You are loved. So don't think that you're not doing a great job. Keep being the best person that you can be and raise those kids. Love your wife. Love your family. But number one, love the Lord. Yes, sir. Well, I appreciate you, Baker. Like I said, <clears throat> again, this is our next episode of That Ain't Dead with my Uncle Baker. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to That Ain't Dead with me and Coward, with my special guest, my Uncle Baker. Um, follow the show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Daddy Ain't Dead Podcast. Individually, you can find me on Instagram at It's Charm813. That's I T S C H A R M 813. All one word. Um, Baker, you want to share any social media with the people out here listening? Uh, you can find me on 
Facebook as well, Baycore Rivers. Uh, if you're looking, if you're in the Tampa area or coming to visit and you're in town, you can look me up on Smoky Grubs as well. That's um, my catering business. Also, if What's you're your looking at, uh, selling soul food from barbecue to smoked cabbage, field peas, whatever you want, just look us up. Um, also, if you're looking to travel, uh, look us up on Legacy Travels B&T on Facebook and on Instagram. Um, check us out. We can right. we, we help you out with your traveling, traveling, wherever, however. Okay. Like you said, go out there, get that food, that good soul food out there in the Tampa area. If you're down there visiting Smoky Grubs, and uh, also his traveling business. Uh, you said Legacy? Legacy Travels BNT. BNT. And I'll make sure to put all the info on the podcast information so everybody who's listening can go find those websites and find those social medias. And if you're in the Tampa area and, and or looking for some travel, which I suggest you do, uh, dads, take your families out on trips. Make sure you do that. Um, but so Baker can get some business popping and y'all can enjoy some good food and some travel arrangements. Um, like I said, if you want to follow the show, Daddy Ain't Dead on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All one word, Daddy Ain't Dead podcast. And check us out. Leave us a review or leave me a review on any of those pages. Also on the Anchor app, where this uh, podcast is going to be downloaded to. And it's also going to be shared on all major platforms. We are now on 10 different platforms. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Breaker, Radio Public, Stitcher, and on Anchor. So you ain't got no excuses. Share it. Spread the love. That ain't dead podcast. Join us next time as we discuss more awesome dads. God bless you and keep being great dads. Make sure you give me my flowers. <laughs>